Hey, friends. It's good to see you again. I'm Brian. And I'm Joe. Let's, Let's start, start the show. show. So if you're listening into the podcast, this is episode 76, I think, 76. And we last minute um, got a guest on, and this will be our first time, like, phoning somebody in. Yep. So we've got somebody on FaceTime right now. Josh Mills is here with us from BHA or Backcountry Hunters and Anglers. Hello, Josh. Thanks for like last minute, you know, coming on. Hey, this is this is fun. I love you know being. This is the last best conversation. I, I talk too much anyway, so I, I I'm more than happy to uh, jump on and pontificate and, and talk all things uh, about this big event we've got coming up. Sweet, that's awesome. the, and that's kind of the goal. The real goal. Um, we want to get some information from you of, of what this is and all of that, but then also sure. like I've our listeners know that I'm kind of the the outdoorsy hunter angler guy and Joe's the guy that plays music for all of us when we go get hit the bar on the way in. Yeah. And so, <laughs> That's so, me. Yep, so we have a really good dynamic uh, and we, we see kind of both sides. So we've interviewed like musicians and different things. And so Joe's, uh, Joe's on one side where, you know, he gets asked like questions as, as, as a newbie. Mm-hmm. And, and that's kind of the big goal today is like, we can, we can share with people. Some of our listeners would have no idea even what, backcountry hunters and anglers is sure sure. so maybe we maybe we start there like what do you what do you do for them but first yeah who are you we'll we'll go from the ten thousand foot level on the way down what is Uh, i I, you know my my uh route to where i am now um started in about 2015 i went to my first rendezvous just as an attendee and felt like i had found the collection of people from many different walks of life, but felt like I had found a brother and sisterhood. And so, you know, I've done a lot of, over the years, I'm really big into fly fishing, bird hunting. I'm, I'm a, a pretty inept big game hunter, but I try. Uh, and and uh, so um, it's one of those things where I just felt like this is just a collection of people I want to be around. So I started volunteering for the organization, uh, did a fly-in lobbying trip for the Land and Water Conservation Fund back in late 2015. And I just kind of had this con- continual feeling like I need to work for this organization. Um, so in a nutshell, Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is uh, the voice for wild public lands, waters, and wildlife. And what that means is that we really try to center around, we have many different, we have a few pillars that are kind of our center point, but it's about access and opportunity. And it's access and opportunity for uh, people who love to hunt and fish, but other people who love to use our 614 million acres of public land in, in, in uh, the United States. I, I don't know what the crown land number is in Canada, but we also have, so we have chapters and sanction chapters in 48 uh, uh, states, uh, two provinces and the Northwest Territories. Uh, we're still working on Delaware and Hawaii, but I'm sure they'll be there immediately, but it's just <laughs> kind of a fluky thing. But yeah. uh, in terms of, of a conservation organization, it has, it's, it has been on a major growth pattern for the last five to ten years. Um, we're very young in comparison to the suite of the amazing organizations like, for instance, like Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation or Mule Deer Foundation or Pheasants Forever. Um, we're pretty uh, young uh, but scrappy, and uh, we, we're out there kind of out kicking our coverage for a long time. But the organization has been fabulous to work for. I left. Uh, the corporate sector, and uh, now handle all the corporate partnerships for backcountry hunters and anglers. And we've got 
just uh, three or four dozen amazing partners that we work with on that side. And so that's what I do kind of on a daily basis. You know, one of the cool things about the organization is it's really a ground up org that listens to what our members find the most important and uh, also work um, to have work projects and on the ground impact in in places like last year. Um, Arkansas had an issue with, I'm going to paraphrase this, I think it's called the Pine Bluff, uh, Arkansas Pine Bluff. One of the universities was going to sell a large tract of very uh, popular public land, a, a big marshy kind of lakey area. And forgive me, my friends in Arkansas, I'm going to say this correctly. <laughs> but like last year, one of the things we we, we, uh, we organized and made sure that it was known that it was not popular for the state to do that. And now with that that 6,000 acres, is, or, or I apologize again if my facts are incorrect on that, but that big tract of public land has been preserved. Um, but other things like, oh, sorry about that. I, I had a call trying to come in. I'll have to get that guy back. Uh, <laughs> the joy of being in the middle of, of, of planning an event right now is that right, a few right. calls. Yeah, in. probably won't be the but, last one. But it's other things like, you know, we do public land cleanups. Uh, you know, in, in, in public lands month last year, just in one month, we pulled 5,000 bags of trash off of public lands. But then also, too, is, is recognizing there's, um, you know, things like the Wyoming corner crossing issue that, that, that uh, you know, our Wyoming chapter is championing. And now I guess that's into federal jurisdiction at this point. So that's good. But, I mean, it's just it's just a, a very empowering organization that, that seeks to make sure that we defend hunting and fishing opportunities for folks on public land, as well as, you know, what I'm really proud of, too, is our emerging things like college club which are in 26 different colleges so it's essentially having a chapter in, in different colleges we also have um, have a really strong and growing armed forces initiative uh, we're in 18 different installations and uh, the other thing is, is that we've invested a lot of time and energy in making sure to expand our tent to be as inclusive as possible to folks who you know because to be honest and you know, Joe, maybe you're like this too. There's, there's, there's folks who didn't grow up hunting and fishing every weekend with mom or dad or their uncle or their aunt or something like that. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, the folks from like Mediator, for instance, have really opened that possibility of folks understanding that, uh, um, that hunting and fishing, uh, to procure, uh, food is, is a very, uh, um, well received item and a boon for our industry and, and a boon for our, um, for the North American model as well of conservation. So, um, you know, doing things like we're doing a lot of uh, new hunter initiatives, new fishing initiatives, getting people out there who have never done those things. So all in all, <laughs> right. lots of stuff. I, th- I think one of our strengths is also, it can be somewhat of a weakness, but not a bad thing is that we are not a single issue species organization, which um, means that people look to us a lot for a lot of different things. And, uh, you know, we're not just mule deer, we're not just a bird, we're not just an elk, we're not just something, you know, so it can be sometimes overwhelming all the things that we work on, but we just have an amazing staff of 40, 40 plus folks that are just, when I joined the organization and, and about 16 months ago, I felt like, oh my God, I got to raise my game because these people are like, these are some champions of conservation and real authentic badasses who just get after it. And do a lot of amazing work. So I, I feel very fortunate to work for the organization. That's that's a that's a good sum up. That's a that's a really good sum up of, of everything. Which it is not it's again not all encompassing because you can't you can't 
possibly cover all the stuff that that has to do with with what oh, you yeah. guys, what you guys do. But oh yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. That that actually, your job as a corporate partner is kind of why we're talking because um, sure. I I won tickets just to kind of bring everybody in. We won tickets to this this rendezvous, the um, backcountry hunters and anglers rendezvous that's going to be in Missoula in just a couple weeks, twelfth uh, through the fourteenth yeah. of of May, and we won it from Alpen Fuel, which Joe and I had him on the podcast uh, episode okay. forty forty two. We had Sean on. Ago, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, it's been a, it's been a little while since we went down to Bozeman to see him, but uh, yeah, I, I put in. However, they did it on Instagram. You had to you know share and sure. like and comment, and yeah. I did all that. And I was actually the third. I was like the runner up, and uh, the the uh, one of the p- people couldn't make it in their schedule, so I, I was able to I was able to get it, and I invited Joe to come with me as, as something we could do, kind of uh, wonderful with the podcast and all of that. And so um, now knowing what backcountry hunters and anglers is and what you do, Joe, let's start off with, uh, with some questions here. Okay. So let me see if I understand this right. The Backcountry Hunters and Anglers is an organization of 44 plus badasses that are working to um, make sure that I and people like me can have access to the public lands and the hunting opportunities and the uh, recreation opportunities therein um, f- into the future. And if anyone like a university is trying to sell off said land um, to my detriment and people like me, <laughs> you guys are like out there fighting the good fight and saying, hey, hold on, hold the phone before we just sell off this so-car- so-called marshland, okay? There's some cool stuff that we need to talk about first, and this yep. is a public yep. lands issue. Okay. Well, now, so the now the rendezvous, it's kind of in the name, but I'm picturing this is a event with a lot of different brands coming together, all all okay. around hunting and camping, and also are, are are they all for? this public land issue or is it just we're yep. all getting together because we sell the same type of stuff well i think you know if we want to just go to a trade show there's plenty of trade shows out of this, mm-hmm. and this thing is kind of a, it's a little more special than that right mm-hmm. so um public lands and waters we can't forget the waters park is where we want to make sure there's access to float and, and get out there and and uh float and fish and uh, run around on that you know because sometimes the hardest thing to get on a, on a piece of river is easements and what you can do and how do you, you know, there's a myriad of like mm-hmm. uh, water law in the, in the United States. is a tough, is a tough get. Every state's a little different. So that's another thing that we work on, mm-hmm. but specifically around rendezvous, I think public lands and waters is a uniter. Uh, you see this mm-hmm. through, um, you know, we have a, our, as an organization, we're very down the middle. Um, you know, and other thing is too, is that, um, the, I think it's like 70% or more of an organization is under 45. So it's young, it's, it's active, and it's, it gets people going. Plus, we like to have a, a little bit of a good time. So Rendezvous is this collection. It's kind of like off the theme of the old trappers and stuff. They'd come out of the hills once a year and have a big get-together and you know in different places. And so what's cool about this is for years it's been in trade show buildings and you know, and things like that. This is it's live in person and outdoors at Fort Missoula, which is a historic fort just outside of the downtown core. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, just on the it's five, it's ten minutes from downtown Missoula, so it's 
essentially right there. So it's a really unique opportunity to be inside town and stuff like that, but also to camp. So yeah, cool. folks are uh, folks can camp or bring their RV or whatever stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, we have some chapter training stuff, chapter leader training stuff on Thursday. We have a welcome reception on Thursday the twelfth. Uh, all the vendors will be set up, but the the big two days are are Friday and Saturday. Um, we've got and it's a knowledge acquisition thing. We have tons and tons of seminars happening with some of the biggest names in hunting, fishing, camping, you know, stuff like that. Where we're talking about. Um, things like threats to the North American model of, of uh, conservation, um, fisheries thing. You know, I'll just it runs the gamut from up all the way around, right? Mm-hmm. And then, uh, like for instance, on Friday we've got a brew fest downtown at Terrace Park. Brought to you, we've we've got some ridiculously sweet sponsors. Yeah, I give a shout out to Mystery Ranch. They are our brew fest sponsor. And then that night um, we've teamed up with Duck Camp. Mr. Ben O'Brien, he's the uh, director of marketing there. And, and what we've got there is we've got uh, one of the signature events that I call uh, also to is, uh, is our campfire storytellers. And uh, mm-hmm. those are, if you go on a BHA's YouTube page, you can see dozens of different campfire storytellers that have been in over the years, whether it's Hillary Hutchinson or, or uh, Ryan Callahan or um, um, Randy Newberg or, you know, some of our just different people who are kind of faces in the crowd but tell these amazing stories. So um, we'll have, I think at this, this we've got Rue Map from Outdoor Afro, David Wise, the three-time Olympian and uh, first light guy, uh, the Olympic skier, I should say, Clay Hayes, the winner of season eight of Alone, um, I'm, I'm, uh, Tyson Running Wolf, which, who is a state senator and a member of the Blackfeet tribe. Um, and then a couple other folks, and my brain's missing that. I apologize right now. Um, so then I'll, I'll, I'd be remiss to say there's also this really signature event also on Thursday night called the Field to Table Dinner. It's kind of our high ticket, uh, you know, it costs a few bucks to go to it, but it is the most opulent wild game feed. Uh, and what they do is it's a ticketed event out at the Teller Wildlife Refuge, which we bust people out to. And, uh, and we have these plated course dinners with, it's just, it's, Flipping showtime, right? So that's Thursday night, and then I described uh, Friday, Saturday. It's it's more it's, again Friday and Saturday. It's we have over sixty vendors coming. Um, some of the biggest names in, in outdoor hunting, fishing, camping. Your first lights, your NRSs, your vortexes. You know your people. I'm just looking down my list. Uh, Costa, um, Weatherby, Seek Outside, Stone Glacier. I mean, that's just, that's just some of them, right? And then you've got some cool local folks, like there's a custom knife maker coming, a custom archery target. made. So you have this kind of, it's not just, it's, it's really cool to see these up-and-coming businesses, too. I really, I really appreciate seeing those guys and gals doing that stuff. Friday night, we also have, uh, excuse me, Thursday, I can't even talk. Sorry, boys. Um, you're good, you're good. Saturday, we have uh, a big conservation awards. A, a barbecue dinner, uh, you know, a couple other things. And then we, we culminate everything in this giant bonfire that we're going to have. And last, if it's anything like last year, it's a little bit of fun. So uh, I'll put that out there. <laughs> but it's, it's, it's like, you know, you meet people from around the country that, that share a lot of similar deals that love to hunt and fish and be out there. And, you know, it doesn't have to be a person. I was, I kind of had imposter syndrome for a period of time around the organization because I get around these people that are like, 
Well, that guy, you know, shot a 350-class bull elk and put it on his back and kept it, you know, camped by himself on a ridge for 10 days and, you know, all this stuff. And I'm like, I don't do that. But, you know, we have our own versions of the backcountry, and, hmm. and, and it doesn't have to necessarily be 20 miles in some, like, the state wilderness area in northeast Washington. It can be, you know, just little chunks of stuff inside of, and you know, I think about I live here in Spokane, and some of the wild stuff that I get to do that's just outside of downtown with uh, the Spokane River and floating through uh, and, and fly fishing for these wild red bound trout. So we all have our own versions of it, but you meet these people that are like, I've got friends now in Arkansas. I've got friends in Oklahoma. I've got friends in New York and other places that, you know, kind of extend this network. And um, I'm, I'm trying to go hunt and fish with these people in other places and you, you, you expand um and it's always funny, you, you end up meeting people you follow on social media for the first time, and you mm-hmm. get a shake their hand and give them a hug or whatever, and it, it makes it all that much more real. Cool. So it's uh, not just a, a time of getting together and, and talking shop. It's actually a time of celebration, getting together with your buddies, yeah. making new friends, you know, checking out what the new people are doing, checking out what all the established people are doing, getting to see some yeah. celebrities in that, in, the, in that area. A little bit. That's that bit, sounds yeah. pretty cool. I recognize like one of the names, so I mean, that's, <laughs> oh yeah, that I, means I, they're I really famous. Then <laughs> I forgot uh, Mark Kenyon from uh, Wired to Hunt and uh, Meat Eater will be one of our featured guys at uh, at the. Uh, I, I'm remiss to forget Mark. I apologize, but uh, you know, trying to remember all the things, uh, <laughs> it's kind of tough. And you know, and and you know, uh, it's, yeah, I'll let you keep asking questions because I I, talk, I get excited. I've been planning this thing for six months. So. <laughs> No, I understand. It sounds like a ton of work, like all the different just people, the contacts you got to keep in touch with, yeah. and then yeah. the, the logistics of everything. So, sure. geez, that does sound so, but it's going to be a whole weekend of fun. Brian's going to come over on the Thursday. I'm coming over Friday, Saturday. Yep. And, Night. yep. And so with, with the tickets we won, we've got a uh, campsite, right? Yeah. And so, yeah. and so what questions you have about camping and what you should Ooh. bring and like, you know, yeah, what what should I bring? <laughs> well, there's, there... two, there's, two, there's two campgrounds, right? Campground one is tents and you know and stuff like that. Campground mm-hmm. two is would be air quotes the rowdier section, if you will, but that's where our campers and stuff like yeah, you know, uh, like trailers and fifth wheels and stuff will be over there because we got mm-hmm. people coming in with that. Um, like last year, I brought I have a, I have a little uh, I have a little pop up camper that that I love to the, to take and it, it was great. Of course, last year. You know, it's our first outdoor event, and it was, you know, the first time that we'd been around a lot of people for a couple of years. We had, you know, five, six hundred people, and it was a hearty group of folks. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, if you've been around six people for two years, and all of a sudden you're around 500 people, because it, it, was, it, was, it was really good to give high fives and slap each other's backs and, and be around humans again. So that was, uh, that was fabulous. Uh, this year, I, I, you know, we are not quite exactly sure how many are going to be there. I would. I would guess 800-ish is kind of what my thought is, but it's a, it is, it is, it is, it's a lot of folks, and, it, and it's super fun, and it's just, it's totally worth your time. In terms of camping, you know, you can uh, take, you can drive a, to a gas station in five minutes, uh, or you can keep it as rough as, as you want to, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying, where, you know, be sleeping in a tent and stuff like that, but if you had to have, I suppose, Uber Eats could probably deliver something, too, if you needed. There is, there will be food provide. Uh, there will be food vendors in a couple of times, and other times, a couple of meals will be provided via the 
ticket that people will buy. Um, you get a lot of stuff. You know, people ask me, what do you get for the, the ticket? You know, if you did win a ticket, you know, you get two meals, you get entrance to campfire stories, you get entrance to the brew fest, you get entrance, you know, all these things which we detail out on um, the um, website. It's not just, you know, you, and then you got to buy everything to get there. You get quite a bit of stuff that's included with this. And then if you, we have folks in the Missoula area that don't want to camp and stuff like that, we have individual event tickets and stuff like that will be available on our website. Hmm. Cool. I'm sleeping in my van, I think. <laughs> just, just bring Perfect. Yeah. And then, like, ordering pizza. Like, that's how you camp. <laughs> <laughs> that's, a, that's actually a pretty good idea, I think, like, instead that's... of setting up the tent. And, you know, who knows? You might get wet. I'm cold. I'm going to try to start a fire and like start cooking things for the Instagram. You know what I mean? But when I eventually ruin them, I'm going to want a pizza on the way. Right. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the the good thing is that I'm sure that I mean, last year it was like, here, somebody's like, I brought a bunch of smoked turkey that I had just harvested. And I don't know, you know, it's just like, there's a lot that'll be a part of that. But um, Mm -hmm. uh, last year was really interesting. It was in the sixties for weeks leading up to the event. And then, boom, it was 95-plus mm. every day. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was, you know, and, you know, we, if, like last year, we teamed up with the with the Blackfeet tribe to do a ceremonial bison breakdown. And they had they brought this thing into, into camp, and we all helped and participated. And I've never been around a bison that close, and it, they're incredibly huge. And it, watching the moment that uh, what's called the Brave Dog Society, part of the Blackfeet tribe, came in and, and was, you know, and perform their set. It was one of the most special moments I've ever seen. Um, you know, I, I don't know if we can top that this year, but you know, uh, there's, there'll be a lot of cool, one of the, there'll be a lot of special things and a lot of special stuff happening. Um, the other kind of cool, I can tell you about something we launched yesterday. That took about six months planning. We've got something called the road to rendezvous right now. And, and people can, I'm not sure when the podcast is coming out, but it'll be live. It's live now and it will be through a couple of days, a couple a week or so after. We teamed up with a, one of our corporate sponsors called Mountaintop Motors out of Troy, Missouri. And this guy does just kick butt um, uh, uh, used trucks and stuff like that. So you got this really classic. It's, it's hard for me to say this is classic now. It's the yes. 1998, yeah. which was my junior year in high school. Um, me too. Uh, <laughs> uh, a 1998 uh, Chevy Silverado that has like no miles on it in comparison to the age. And then we, we, what we did, what he did is him and his team just, just, I hate the term pimp, but pimped it out. Uh, it's got roof rack, winch, lift, new tires, wheels, spray and bed liner. It's got, it's got, uh, a battery, like a solar battery system. And it's got all this cool stuff. It's been wrapped with brand new paint job and all this cool stuff. So it's like the ultimate backcountry rig, right? Mm-hmm. You know, we want to make sure we stay on the roads, but you know, but it's one of those things where you can go definitely go down any dirt road you want. And then I, we teamed up with the 13 other sponsors, um, national sponsors to stuff it full of stuff like a Yeti and a Traeger and a, a stand up paddle board with, with, and uh, boots and vortex glasses and Costa thing. I just about 8,000 to six, I can't remember if it was six or eight, but it's a lot of money of just sponsored here. So uh, it left Troy, Missouri yesterday, and it's going to be having events all the way leading up to the next two weeks leading into rendezvous. And our uh, Armed Forces Coordinator, Trevor Hubs, is, is running that uh, right now. So um, people can, and we're going to, we're going to, it's a sweet state that people can buy entries to, and um, that's live on the rendezvous page as well. So it's called Road to Rendezvous. 
Yeah, I I saw the truck and I saw that there's tickets. I haven't I haven't looked at. I didn't know it was it was up and running now. The road to Rendezvous was up and running now, and so I'm gonna have to look at that. But the the truck yeah. is sweet, and I agree with you. Like I hate calling that a classic, you know, because still oh. like the '90s is like five ten years ago for me. Right, it, it's yep. not. Yep. Yep. Like that was just a little while ago, not so long yeah. ago. And those trucks look really cool. Mm-hmm. They really do. Um, to get oh, yeah. The, just the, the winch vintage. alone, the things that you could pull out with the winch or get yourself. I'm just like the, my friend used to, I used to drive an F-150 and it had a giant grill guard on it that I purchased when I was with it. My, my friend called it the giraffe guard cause, or the giant cattle guard because the thing is just so big and it's got one of those things on in this truck. And it's just, <laughs> ah, so cool. <laughs> John Lang, who runs and owns uh, Mountaintop Motors, he's kind of our mad scientist in the whole thing. And his team just, re- and then it also, just so you know, because it is a air quotes classic car, it comes with a one year warranty just in case anything decides to go through. Oh, that's, I'm going to have to buy a ticket for that. I might buy one yeah. for you too, Joe. Well, that's peace of mind right there to have a one year warranty. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> classic car. And so, and so, yeah, so part of all of this, when there's, there's vendors, there's meals, there's um, classes on how to, I saw there's classes yep. on how to fly fish. Uh, our last podcast, which airs to tomorrow, I don't know when this one's yep. coming out either. In the next few days, this will come out. But um, we, we met with a, a, a fly fishing guide um, at a oh. Headhunters fly shop out of Craig, Montana. Who was and, it? Uh, his name's Mark. Uh, Mark, Mark Rassler? Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. so you know, he's you know, Mark. Man, dude. Yeah, yeah. I've known so, Mark for years. So he's on the previous podcast, and we talked about fly fishing. And so there's actually a fly fishing cast for, um, uh, oh, what was it? Splay, splay casting. Spay. Spay. Oh, I always say it wrong. Always say it wrong. Spay casting. And I hadn't even heard yeah. of spay casting before. Because that's my it, favorite thing. Dude. That's my favorite. I'm a steelhead junkie. So, <sighs> you know, and to, the best way I can describe when you hit a good spay cast and it goes. It's like you know that feeling as a kid when you hit when you hit a ball off a baseball bat and it just felt sweet, or you hit a. I'm not much of a golfer anymore, but when you hit a driver really well and it just goes, yep. and you're like, <laughs> yeah. So it, I've seen some videos now that Instagram's like, oh, you like fly fishing? I'm going to show you all these videos, and I've seen sure. some videos of spay casting, and it is it is gorgeous, and yeah. I, yep, I haven't even tried it yet. I haven't even tried it yet. Yeah. And so, I'm, yeah. so I'm, I'm thinking I'm going to go to that class. But there's other classes on, like, uh, breaking down animals, I think. I can't, yep. I can't remember yep. all the classes. We're going to have that. We're going to have winter camping. You know, folks who want to get out and, you know, not not hit the pause button when it's wintertime. They want to go out and do, you know, see if we got seek outside doing that stuff. You know, there's just, there's just you name it, there's going to be a class on it and or a panel or something that, you know, it's really going to hold your interest, whether it's fishing. Uh, we're working on something called Guide Hacks right now, uh, where it's like, because it's always the funny stories or the little tips that a guide can give you. Like Mark Rasler is one of the best fly fishing guides or guys that runs those shops over there. And it's the subtle little things that make all the difference that right. you never, or like, you know, I think about a time that I spend time flies and it's not, it's never the monumental shift. It's the little variant on how you're doing something that makes all the difference. Right. And it's those little things. I just, I'm excited about that guide hacks panel or we're going to do one for fishing. I know notes itself. I got to fill that roster of folks. <laughs> just another one of those things. You know, I have a, I have a partner in crime and I, you know, all, all of our employees at BHA are a part of this. And I have to remiss without talking about Jason Meekoff. He was our former um, Great Lakes coordinator. Uh, out of Michigan, out of Detroit area, 
Uh, but now he is the event. He's our special event coordinator for the organization. And it, he's like, it, it's, he's so detail oriented. And that's what we have to have. We, you have to have when you have so many moving parts all over the place. Right. The other, oh, mm-hmm. I have to, I, I can't believe I didn't talk about this. One of the cooler events that, it, that we have is called the Wild Game Cookoff. And so we have 12 different chapters from across the country that have submitted recipes that have been selected on what they're going to do. It's kind of like a, like a top chefy kind of thing where they have a limited amount of time. They come in and they have, it's a big bragging rights thing where folks, they, they create these amazing meals based upon uh, things they've wild, uh, things they've harvested and collected uh, from their home state. Um, a couple of years ago, somebody served um, bighorn sheep testicles, uh, you know, couple I, I, like, and then, you know, down to the fact of just your plain old bluegill, uh, whole fried and was done in a very awesome Asian style, like a, like you would get at, uh, you know, a teriyaki place or something like, I mean, right. it's just, I think this whole adaption, because when I grew up, we had deer this way, we had pheasant this way, we had walleye this way. Mm-hmm. And seeing all this variation, uh, I, I, I get back to those meat eater guys and people that are out there that are really kind of, you don't have to do it the same way. And uh, Hank Shaw and people like that, that really kind of opened up my eyes and I think the community's eyes that these game animals and these game fish and stuff like that is, are, are very versatile. And so this wild game cook-off is Freaking awesome, um, and and it and it they have these time they have judges and it's just people are uh, it's a really really um, awesome event that's there, um, yeah. So that um, that's another thing that I think is is, is one of the things that we, people really look forward to watching these people cook under pressure and and having people like you know like last year Hank Shaw was one of the judges or Jamie uh, Tegan from from Birch Barrel or all these other people that are like you know just really good chefs and they come in and they, and they, you know, and, and they have this awful trophy that goes to the winning chapter. And it's like this stag that if you remember like star Wars where Han Solo is stuck in the, in the, the, whatever you call that stuff, it looks like this elk was like our stag. It's just one of those things that probably came from some sort of like thrift shop, you know, <laughs> and, and, but it's a big deal for those states to, to uh, to take the take the trophy home like last year Minnesota won and and they were fired up and and so they um, they're competing to see whose recipe is the best correct yeah so ah. the judges go around sample everybody's stuff and I don't know what what cooking show is a Top Chef or a you know Iron mm-hmm. Chef or something I, Iron Chef I think that's where they give you the recipe give you secret recipe stuff but yeah anyways nonetheless it's a cooking competition and uh, they they get after it and and so guys like us. We don't have to be under pressure to cook, but we do get to like walk around and try food. You know, I'm not necessarily sure uh, if there is extras, but the judges go around like the celebrity judges. Go okay, around. so we need to get on the judging panel, or at least like yeah, you know okay. when like at least just like put, the standby list. Just get a shirt that says "judge" on it or something, and then you can just get like <laughs> just walk like in or something. Right in. Oh, I like. Right I know that move. So, so this is this is like a guide hack for the BHA rendezvous. This is a little guide hack sure, where a sure, judge sure. shirt just look official in. or yep. a hat or something like mm-hmm. you know yep. official BHA judge or you know whatever. Yeah, yeah. we can get some of those made up. Yeah. <laughs> but what in a- terms of sampling and stuff, like I remember last year, Birch Barrel uh, kind of came in. They sampled stuff that they cooked right then and there. I mean, matter of fact, Randy Newberg brought a a, sh- uh, a shoulder of, an, of a wolf, and we had wolf tacos. It was crazy. It was really good. 
And then, you know, one of the cool, one of my friends who runs this awesome freeze dried cooking company uh, called Gastronome out of uh, Bozeman. Yep. Uh, Shannon and her crew will be there sampling. And so there'll be other businesses out there sampling and, and stuff like that. So absolutely. And so I think you've given us a lot of things like like not to miss, right? Like we, we need to make sure yeah. that we, we make it to the campfire stories. We make it to the the first night, which Joe's, Joe's going to miss that one. But I'll, I'll be there for the wild game. Um, not the cook-off, but just the field to table. Field to table. Mm-hmm. Um, we don't want to miss a lot of the, the classes that are going on. We don't want to miss the brew raffles. Brewfest. Oh, yeah, Brewfest. There's a ton of brewers there, too. I think we have 25 signed up right now. Crazy. Wow. Oh, Crazy. get this. One of our great sponsors, we I, I remiss without mentioning one of our sponsors is Dometic, who does a, a, you know a lot of the mobile camping options. It's a really awesome company. Um, they have uh, they're providing electric cooler, battery operated coolers for all the wild game uh, cook off people and all. I mean, they, uh, charging stations and so on and so forth. I mean, it's just an amazing partnership. But the first two thousand people who show up to Brewfest get a really sweet aluminum cup. Provided by Dometic, you know, like six, not not a little thing, a sixteen ounce. At Granted, we're not going to pour full ones because we got to be, we got to watch our, watch, mind our p's and q's, you know. So, yeah. um, but you know, like, and you know, I, I just think about uh, the, the, the great sponsorships that people like. Costa is our water sponsor. I think last year we kept about six thousand single use water bottles out of the, out of the landfill last year because we have water stations all around. You know, um, you know, it, it's just like people like um, Packed Outdoors. This is a great one. Packed Outdoors, they uh, provide um, tips for you to dispose of your uh, uh, stuff out in the wild when you need to go number deuce. And, uh, you know, they it's a really cool thing. To, I, I want to have one for my raft, right? When I'm, you know, because you pull off the side of the road, there's nothing to pull off on the side of the river. There's nothing worse than having it, you know kick a rock over but as, as you've probably seen in in the west and other places this surge of people who are relying on public land through the, the pandemic and uh there's some people out there that don't quite know what to do with their with their um human waste if you will so, so th- uh, there's actually like controversy on a couple different rivers too some right here in montana that um yeah, like yeah. they're going to shut down the rivers if we don't have a solution yeah. for this Right. If it gets so over a certain amount of human feces in the water, they're they're going to shut them down. Like that's how bad the problem is. Yeah, yeah. So oh, anyway, you campers. I mean, it's so funny. Like we've got packed outdoors coming, and they are they're sponsoring our bathrooms and um, you know, Spinex cookware as some of the most baller um, uh, cast iron uh, cookware. They're kind of, I mean, it's just and sixty other vendors are going to be there, and that's pretty rad. Right. Cool. Right. What, what kind of, so I was leading to the question to say, what kind of things should we like avoid? Have you seen people um, do some things that you're just like, Ooh, maybe, maybe not that, you know, or, <laughs> well, yeah, go ahead and answer that. Like, like what are some things that we should avoid, especially as, you know, kind of newbies to this? Mm-hmm. Pace yourself a little <laughs> bit. Cause it's, uh, <laughs> cause, uh, depending on, uh, how you, uh, choose to, uh, partake it can be by by saturday morning it can be a little bit of uh, oh my god i got another day of this but it's awesome right because but it's um i would just i would just engage everybody's there to talk you know don't be a wallflower <clears throat> don't be a person that doesn't i i think that's the main thing like engage with these people because people are coming to rendezvous um to meet people to engage to meet with brands 
to see awesome cooking and all these other things. And it's like, I think to get the most out of it, you just got to engage. You got to talk to people. You can't, you can't sit on the side and let the water run by you. And so that, so that brings me to the second, the like follow-up question to this. You, you transitioned right into it perfectly is there are going to be some like, uh, I don't want to say Insta famous, but there's people that you haven't met in person that are, you know, they have their own YouTube channels, TV channels, cooking shows, you know, and they're there. um, But for the same purpose, right? They're there to meet people and and to to be a part of it and add value. Um, What what are some good uh, tips on on just how to how to be polite, but also, you know, get that Mm -hmm. get that selfie or, you know, be able to engage with them? I think it's baked in the cake for the people that come. They know they're they're. I mean, their their fans are gonna you're gonna be interacting with the fans. I think you know respecting personal space and bubble and stuff like that is, is definitely there. But I think you'll find the people that we consider uh, air, uh, uh, I'm not gonna say air quotes. That'd be the third time in this stinking podcast that I say. <laughs> I'll just do it for you. Done in a while. Um, anywho, these these folks are just normal humans that are you know, that do a really good job at, at uh, explaining their stuff or putting out great content. And mm. what I'll tell you is. I got a little starstruck the first time, but then I sat down and talked with Randy Newberg for like an hour. And I was like, this is just a rad dude that is, you know, as dedicated to his life, to what his passions are. Mm-hmm. And, um, or people like Hillary Hutchinson, who, you know, you see on these Patagonia, uh, fly fishing ads and has her own fly shop and she's super famous or, you know, or anybody from the Meteor Cruise and stuff like that. They're just normal, normal guys and gals. And I think, you know, just as much as you wouldn't go up to some guy and get up in their face and, you know, and, and ask them controversial questions, like, you eat your way into it a little bit. <laughs> like, you know, I think the golden rule always applies, but they're just, I've never had a bad, I've never had somebody showtime me. I've never had somebody, um, also the term is big league me, where you feel like you're just like Shooter McGavin from uh, uh, Happy Gilmore when they're trying to talk to the people, you know, yeah. it's like, everybody's everybody's there to have a good time and tell their story and yeah I just I haven't I, I just had I've been around so I worked in in advertising and, and was a lot in, in radio advertising and I was around a lot of rock stars and a lot of people there and you know you do get that feeling sometimes that are like the holier than thou right mm-hmm. I've never had that in the hunting space I'm sure there is some people out there I just haven't met them yet mm. That's what I've noticed too. Is some of those people you've mentioned, I saw at uh, Total Archery Challenge in Big Sky last year, and, sure. and it, mm-hmm. it was almost like they asked me, like I go up and I, hey, can I shake your hand? And they'd be like, hey, you want a picture too? And I'd be like, yes, I do. You know, <laughs> absolutely. But I've noticed that in the outdoor community, I've I've met some yeah. other, you know, outside of this community that uh, that are that way. They they can be a little standoffish and maybe they get it more often than just a few you know a few events a year and so you know maybe with with all due respect they might you know kind of need to do that to get their own their own space but i i haven't noticed that either um but i did i did want to make sure that if if people are listening and maybe they end up buying tickets to this that you know when they see somebody all you got to do is be a nice guy or gal hey what's up how you doing love your show Mm -hmm. or and and i guarantee that person will be like really thank you cool you know right 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 well, you, do you have anything else, Joe, hmm. that's coming up to your, your brain hole? Nothing's coming to mind except for that wolf shoulder story. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All I can I, think about is eating a wolf shoulder now or naming a punk band wolf shoulder. 
Yeah, I'd go to that show. I've eaten a lot of wild game, and Wolf is one I haven't. Wolf tacos, uh, Wolf shoulder tacos does sound uh, definitely something I would want to try. You know, you end up having some opportunities to have some different stuff. And uh, yeah, uh, and, and, you know, like last year, one of the cool events, this is just indicative of rendezvous, right? So here's a quick story. Now, granted, we're not doing the bison breakdown this year. But here it is. It's 90 degrees outside. We have a full bison in front of us. They go through this amazing ceremony. Uh, very spiritual uh, with the Brave Dog Society of the Blackfeet Tribe. And and then people like ask, yeah, respect, like, is it okay if we take pictures? And Tyson Running Wolf, who's also going to be there again this year, is one of our featured storytellers. He's like, take as many pictures as you possibly can share the story, you know, and we, we, they want to get bison more reintroduced into, into the landscape. But the really, like, shocking but awesome part was, like, he goes, and if you got a knife, get in here. We need your help. So, <laughs> and so, you know, because we had to get this bison process. I was going to say, cooler. in 90 degrees with an antelope, which is an eighth of the size, yeah. you still yeah. are like, yeah. hey, I got to get this taken apart and I've got to get it done. Clock to, right. Clock ticking. So you had all these people that were like, you know, shocked that they got this opportunity. How many people get around to get a chance to be a part of something that special? And that's just kind of indicative of what you're going to see at Rendezvous. It's, you never quite know. Um, uh, you never know who you're going to run into. You don't know who you're going to plan your next duck hunt or your, your next fishing trip with. Um, I have met some people that have made giant impacts in my life. Um, that we talk on a weekly basis and you know it's because we all have this binding purpose of hunting and fishing and then hunting and fishing on on uh, public land which hardly any other country in the world has this this ability to go park your truck or your car and fish down the river or hike 10 miles into the into the bob or other places like that you know we just have this option we have this ability that other folks don't have and it is it is a great uniter in the outdoors i think is is our ability to do these things and have this fellowship with it. Mm. Cool. Yeah. I'm cool. down. I'm in. And so is there a chance that we'll be able to uh, connect with you, Josh, and meet you in person when we come up there? Absolutely. I'll be running around with my uh, like my head cut off, probably sweating my face off, trying to make sure everybody's happy. But I love – I drove away from Rendezvous last year. I, uh, I was the last one out of the campground. I had to return the, the cooler, and I remember I – uh, this, this walk-in cooler that we, you know, it was a mobile walk-in cooler that we used to secure our stuff. And I was so incredibly tired. I was, I was beat down. I was every, you know, we were working 14, 16 hours a day. And of course you got to stay up and have a brewski. And, you, mm-hmm. know, like that. You, you sleep like four hours a night kind of thing, just exhausted. Right. But I was, I was never, I, I, I literally drive away so excited to do more things and, and to it, like my cup runneth over, um, mm-hmm. after running it. And I may be, I'm, a, I'm, I'm, my friends laughing at me because I'm like the kid on Christmas morning every day. I'm like happy all the time. But literally, you just have this deep upwelling of like gratitude of, of all the work that people do to put on that event. And it's, I'm just so happy to be a part of it. But yep, I'll be there. Okay. We'll and, find and so, you. with you being that busy, we might have an opportunity to steal like one of his hats. So we'll look official. Mm. And, yeah. You know, yeah. He'll, he'll take yeah. it off because he's sweating I, I, too I'll, much. I'll give you that one right there. Okay. Perfect. <laughs> and, then, and then we can get in on on some you know b- behind the scenes stuff. Okay. Perfect. perfect. 
Perfect. <laughs> Excellent. So t- normally how we sign off is I say, I've been Brian. And then our guest will say, I've been Josh. 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 I've been Josh. Yeah. And then I've been Joe. And then all together, we're going to say, we'll see you next show. Okay. Do you think you can all do right. that with us? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and then what we'll do is we'll stop and then, and then we'll say goodbye to you after we hit all the yeah, things. Yeah, you got it. Stop, stop recording. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you so much for, for joining us. Uh, what, what I've said on a few podcasts, I'll say it again, is like time is one of the, the few things when we invest it. It's not like money. Like money, we, they, they print more every day. Time, we don't know how much we have. And so sure. when, when somebody gives it to us, I'm extremely thankful for that. And so thank you for investing your time in us. And, uh, you know, we'll share a few things on our Instagram. And, you know, uh, we just appreciate this opportunity to, to come out. And thanks for giving the tickets to Alpen Fuel that we end up getting. That's, that's just awesome. Heck yeah. Yeah, it's really yeah. nice meeting you. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. All right. Well, I've been Brian. I've been Josh. I've been Joe. We'll see, see you next show. See you next show.